0: Imagine there would be a world where there would be no right and there would be no wrong. But we would rather be asking ourselves in every moment, is this beneficial to me or is that limiting to me?
1: The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. I'm Christine, as you should know, and I'm your podcast host. And I'm back with Florian for the second episode of Leading with Your Head and Heart. Welcome back, Florian.
0: Hi, nice to be back again.
1: I can't wait to hear more about it. Everyone, if you haven't listened to the first one, I really recommend it because you get to know Florian's story a bit better. You get a bit of an outline of what's coming up and um, how important it really is to work with your emotions, to recognize your emotions and then uh, make use of them in the right way. Um, Everything that we might be mentioning, uh, like we also mentioned in the first episode about resources, I will put up on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. And if you find the Leading with Head and Heart series there, you find all the links. Today, we're going to start talking about state and why this is important to talk about in any way and especially if you want to become a better leader no no matter in in what kind of area no matter in what kind of industry maybe just um be a better leader for yourself in your family even your private life everything you're hearing today and in the following episodes will be of benefit to you so florian i'm gonna hand over to you introducing state
0: thanks for the digital mic. Um, state is a very powerful thing. So to start with, what is state actually? So some of you who are listening now would say, ah, state, of course I know, but I believe a lot of people out there don't know what state actually means or what it means to everyone else. is very different sometimes. So it's basically in my words or in my world, it's a, a compendium. It's a collection of different things that play together. And those things that play together work like a molecule. And it's about your psychic state, your psychic, your physics, your emotional state and your mental state. So all those four things play together and how they play together is actually the fun thing because they all work in, in different directions. When You, for example, the psyche is the one thing to give an overall view. The psyche is the one thing that governs the whole show. The psyche is something that is connecting the mind and the body. So the whole thing together builds your psychic state. And underneath, you have the physical level. The physical level is directly reporting to your brain. Remember a moment in your life when you were just in an amazing state. And maybe you can even tap into that and be in that moment right now, if you're not driving a car or a bicycle at the moment. And then see, when you feel that feeling again, in that moment where you felt so awesome, how does your body posture change? How does your physiognomy, like your face, your lips, your eyes, your muscle tension, everything changes, your breath even, and it goes further and further and further. The fun thing, the fun fact about it is that if I told you now to change your physiology and don't think about anything, just make a bag, like a round bag, like your face hang, let your mouth drop, make sad eyes, look down to the ground. And if you walk slumber with your feet and you will find yourself in a state that is not very powerful, because it's a two-way system Physi- physiology is so so important because it's not only because you feel that way is do you behave that way it's also because you behave that way you will feel that way so if you run around and you want to straighten your back but not tense but smooth but upwards you put your chin up so you look straight you put a little grin or smile on your face and you breathe deeply eh, abdominal into your belly, it's almost impossible to feel bad. So this is what physiology helps you when we go into state. And the physiology is reporting, like I just mentioned back to your, to your brain, where everything, the, the emotional level in the midbrain, but I wanna, don't want to go too deep in that, starts releasing hormones. And these hormones start changing your internal milieu. And this is governing your mental state. And the hormones you're releasing because you are in a certain body posture or you have activated a certain psychic level of state is basically like a filter that is uh, responsible for how you see the world, what details you are seeing in the world, where do you put your focus at? Do you see the positive things and not the positive things? Do you think in challenges or in problems? This is a mental thing. And it, the mental state is also responsible not only for what you see, but also how you label the things you see. And how you label the things you see is working backwards, firing backwards at you again. Because imagine you're going in a moment, in a, in a situation in your life, where you say, this is a problem. Think about a problem. And just for a moment, be in that problem and then see how you feel. And for those who are actually participating in this little exercise right now, going in a problem, like, that oh, is there's a problem, being inside, you can feel your body, everything is changing, your physiology, your mindset, your state, your emotions, everything is changing. So if you call that situation now, the very same situation, call it a challenge. It's a challenge you will already feel things changing. There will be a shift because how we label the things is actually how they make us feel. And the chain goes backwards up the emotions, the physiology and the psyche. And this is how all this is interrelated and why is that important? because on each and every level is where we can actively and consciously in, interfere or interact with those stages to manipulate ourselves to be in a state that is actually helpful and and beneficial for us. This is why we're talking about state today.
1: Amazing. And um, I think it's not too clear to everyone that this really is all connected and that one thing has to do with the other but uh, as you said if you if you just look at your your body posture when you're tired or when you're sad or when you're excited or happy or full of energy you will see the differences and but i love that you um just mentioned of course we we don't have um all the time in the world because that could be maybe whole training on that <laughs> and that's obviously <laughs> what you're doing but um, what actually happens in the body um, in a chemical way as well that will influence what you're doing. Um, and this is also by people before a speech or something do some uh, confidence postures if you if you do like presentation trainings and stuff they talk about okay let's do superman posture or let's do uh, the the confidence posture standing like this with the arms like that Uh, and it really really helps it's also because the brain Uh, You can trick your brain into feeling certain things, into being full of energy, because the brain does not understand really what is real and what's not real. If you tell yourself, I'm full of energy, I'm super um, in flow, and I'm I'm very excited about things, and you smile, uh, your brain will think, okay, yes, actually, if she says so many times, I'm full of energy, I I think I am. (laughs) And then uh, you 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 start um, being that way. It's not very easy um, because if, and this is I guess what we also talk about in the next episode, um, how to work with the energy. Because if you are in a certain state to recognize that consciously, and then to make a decision, okay, I'm feeling like this at the moment, how can I make use of this? And what does it mean? It's not easy.
0: it's not not easy but on the end if it was that easy i I would be actually not useful as a coach (laughs) so (laughs) it is it is everything else but easy and it's nothing we have ever learned lots of people that come into my room start talking about their stuff and it's like many many times i repeat myself saying the same thing because it's so it's so far-fetched for most of us To understand that no matter how many issues problems challenges whatever you want to call them we have or we face in order to to grow because that's what it is Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a chance to grow above yourself Um, it's a luxury it's a it's a curse and it's a gift at the same time because most of us we did not learn from our parents what it is to deal with emotions, how to interact with emotions, what even our emotions. Most of us, like my generation or the generation above me, they didn't talk about those things. This was not it was not communicated. We didn't have time for that. actually, like my parents and my grandparents, they had existential fears and and worries to take care of rather than talking about emotions and how they feel and all these things. So, Everything they didn't learn because they didn't have the time, they didn't have the luxury to do that. It's up on us to do now. But it's like I say, it's it's one, for one side, it's a curse because it's a, it's a load of things that we take over from our older generations, patterns of speech, the way how we deal with emotions, how, how we deal with ourselves when we feel not so good, like all this stuff that we have learned We cannot unlearn. We cannot unpack it, look at it and change it for us. But it's a luxury problem because we are the first generation in most cases that I have realized that have the luxury to to do that. Mm -hmm. But it can be a huge gift once we look into that stuff and unpack it and see the energy that is inside. Because like what I like to say is there is no negative emotion. There is only emotions and emotion is only energy and how you use that energy that is up to you my friend Mm -hmm. and only when you start to learn to understand what actually is going on inside you can you really use that energy for you so and then it becomes a gift and it helps you to be really adjustable to everything that happens in your life and around you So this is where life flow happens, where flow happens, when you are ready for everything that happens to you, because you have the emotional range and the emotional capacity to deal with the circumstances, no matter how they come.
1: Yeah, I love that. And um, yeah, I don't know what to say to that because uh, you just uh, phrased it so well and uh, made it so understandable that, Again, it's not easy, but just working with someone like you or working with someone on that can can really help you to understand it and I guess it it takes experience and uh, doing it over and over again it's like with everything else that you learn new or unlearn, like you say, certain Mm. patterns and things just because things were always that way or you did things that way all the time or your parents or um, the people that you, surround you do it that way It does not mean that you have to and does not mm. there's also no right or wrong yeah it's mm, not about absolutely. saying it's wrong what you've learned it's, it's not right but um, for your own well-being and for um, being able in- to deal with the emotions in an easier way of course you should uh, review things and be open to change. Imagine,
0: imagine there would not be a right and wrong. Just just assume whatever you might think about it. Put the labeling and everything aside for for later. And just go with a little mind experience uh, as you listener and Christine, if you want. And imagine there would be a world where there would be no right and there would be no wrong. But we would rather be asking ourselves in every moment, is this beneficial to me, or is that limiting to me? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you would see in that in the particular world where we allow ourselves to let go of terminologies like right and wrong, which is very, it's like very strong words that keep us from where we are because it's very, I'd say, uneasy to change something tomorrow if I say today that it's wrong. It's very it's, it's not easy to change my mind tomorrow, because I said the day before that it would be wrong, so how can it be right today. So, but if in that world, we would let go of terminologies like right and wrong and replace them with is this beneficial for me, is this limiting to me, then it would be way easier to actually engage and change and so change would be more come more easy to us and. To come back to what you just said of unlearning I'm, I come from professional sports and what one of the things is you learn as a trainer is that it's way more difficult to unlearn stuff than to learn it new. So when you learn to do an exercise wrong like a salto and you you make the wrong movement in the, in the wrong timing and you learn it till it becomes automated so it's basically part of your. Uh, nervous system, so you don't think about it anymore, it just happens like it, it would be normal and natural. Then it would be way, way harder and you would take way more effort to change that to correct it, than if you would learn it proper or right from the beginning. So what does that mean to you that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try that means that imagine everything that you have to unlearn and learn new and you would ever think about having children, your children would not have to do that anymore. So if you don't go the journey for yourself, think about the ones that come after you. Because everything you have learned, your children don't have to learn anymore. They learn Hmm. from you by imitation.
1: Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And I, I love that it's a complicated thing, but with some simple tools that you repeatedly use, it will help you to make the complicated, almost maybe impossible task <laughs> possible <laughs> uh, uh, step by step and by doing it. So I, I, I made a lot of notes, but uh, especially, OK, don't ru- use right or wrong. Use is it beneficial or limiting? And then you can make decisions. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Mm. <laughs> You're welcome. Any... So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah what, I want, you know. what I
0: wanted to add is uh, many, many times I was talking about state and talking about how you can actually manipulate your own physiology, your respiration, your every, your whole way of seeing, feeling, thinking, and so on. Um, a lot of times I hear from people in the audience, "Yeah, but isn't this pleasure-seeking, pain-avoiding strategy? Is this like always feeling good thing and avoiding what's painful?" And I would say yes and no because imagine you are in a situation you are in an exam imagine you are on the spot and you do that pitch or it's that interview and today it's about everything can you really afford to have a bad day now no you need to be on the spot so to give you another example of what is state remember a moment in your life when you went to one of those exams one of those events where everything was at stake and it could just be a communication with a team or some some moments like those and you were ready you have learned everything that was to learn you were prepared you came fully prepared you had everything you needed to have and yet though it did not work out for you the way you have expect expected it it did not come out easily, it did not flow, you were stuck and and although you knew everything there was to know, it just didn't come to the surface. What happened? This is when we are not in the right state because state, and this is what most people don't under, understand or see, state is the underlying base from where everything we know Comes to surface because only if I feel great can I access everything that is stored inside my system, inside my brain, or whatever. Whether it's in sport or in in learning or some any, it it doesn't matter what it is. Knowledge comes to surface when we are feeling great about ourselves. So now imagine or remember another moment in your life where you were not that prepared. When you went to an interview, and maybe you didn't learn everything of us to know, but you had a good day, for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe the sun was shining, or someone wrote you a beautiful message, or you just got up with the right leg in the morning. I don't know. And all of a sudden you performed beautifully. How is that possible? This is what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm mentioning state. State is the one thing that decides whether you will perform or you will not. And that's why it's so important. And to answer the other thing, when you have done that exam, that special event, that task, and you have performed after that moment, this is when you are actually looking in the emotions that did not allow you to feel great. So because we don't want to forget about them. We don't want to ignore them. But there's times where we have really the, the opportunity to engage with everything that happens inside us and look at it and get to know it. And there's times where we just don't have time for that. And we really need to be ready. So that's my very long answer to my very long question. I mean, I've said a lot of things, and I don't want to I don't want to confuse anyone who's listening at that stage, but Talking about state is something that I have, I am I'm, I mean, I'm. doing this for 10 years now. And state is so, was so important for my life to got me where I am right now. But the fun thing is, it happened to me even, and this is not long ago, this is a story about myself now, that I realized I want to get deeper in touch with myself. I want to go to the, to the source of all the issues that came up during fatherhood. So I am a father for two and a half years now, proud father, and I love, I love doing this job, this project. It's a lifelong project. And the fun thing is this little thing that came to, to earth brought along so many challenges for me and, and, and made things surface that I thought I had dealt with already a long time ago issues and, and things, thoughts, whatever you wanna call it, feelings that, that arise from somewhere. And I said, oh my God, I mean, I have done the work. I'm through with this, how is it possible that this little thing um, brings up feelings inside me of self-worth, for example. And then I started digging deeper and deeper and deeper into those feelings because the feelings are the, the how to say, it, the tool that helps you to get to the source. And I found myself after half a year in a process being lost in in the deep work, because I myself have forgotten how powerful and how important it is to look after my state. And not only look into what does not work, but be very focused at what does work. And. If there's anything you can take away from that is it's never, like I said before, right or wrong. It's about the balance between looking in one way and in the other way. Because if you look too much only in what does not work, you could easily get lost in the trap of, oh my God, the whole world seems like nothing is working because this is where your focus is at. And our focus as a, as a, as a human is very limited. So it seems like this is everything that is and we forget what everything else there is that is actually working. So be aware that when you focus too much in the things that don't work, to zap out, put in a beautiful track, something that makes you feel awesome, have nice dinner, think about what it is that makes you feel great. Do that. And from there, focus in where you want to go in life, what things are working for you right now. What is it you're proud of? What is it that is really working? So you have the balance between both because it's not each or the other side that is right or wrong, but it's the balance that helps us to actually maintain a great level of performance and learn from the past at the same time so we can become more integrated, more strong and, and more whole for the future. yes (laughs)
1: thank you that uh, is great closing words uh, for this episode and the balance of things let's say more negative things that we think are negative and uh, good things that are happening to us with us around us um, is really important to recognize because like you say you can get lost in just seeing all the negative stuff and we all had these days (laughs) we thought oh today nothing is going well you <laughs> just say it at some point at that day when you think no really nothing went well but you 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 have it in your hand to change that as well you have the keys to that mm-hmm. and this is important um, to know again not an easy thing but uh, the more you are aware of this and the more you tell yourself that the easier it probably becomes and think no okay, nothing went right so far for me, nothing was beneficial (laughs) so far for me. Let's see how I can turn this day into something great and do something that's really good for myself, for my work, for others around me, um, that makes me feel better and very good in the end. So thank you for sharing all of this, uh, Florian, and I'm really looking forward to talk to you in the next episode, which will be all about emotional leadership, where we're talking a bit more about energy and how you can make use of your energy. Thank you so much and speak to you in the next episode.
0: Thank you for having me and see you again. (laughs) It was nice (laughs) talking to you, Christine. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.